Lincoln here from Turn to Burn, and welcome to another episode of Word Wars, where we declare war on flesh through poetry. We declare the word of God, the gospel, through this poetic mean, and hopefully it is a blessing to your family units. You can use this in whatever medium that you choose to share the gospel. Thank you for being present today. Moses led the defeat of the coward Amalekites by simply keeping his hands up. Unpredictably assisted by Aaron and her, Hebrew hope waned with his elbows position. Bearing arms without the second amendment, but flesh powered the Old Testament. Through thick clouds, sun rays trickled to earth, a hangover of the Egyptian curse. Thick darkness seemed to manifest, man absent his ballistic vest, consistently failing life's test, love's image defeated or tainted at best, man fallen because on his own work victory rests. Mosaic man, blocked from solar power by demonic clouds. Man's Neanderthal hands dragging behind him as he follows Eve begging for more apples, please. The New Testament 39 long books later. The contrast of the frozen poles to the blistering equator. Christ defeated sin with his hands secured by a wooden cross. The nails ensuring victory as his hands could not fall. Cinderella with no fear staying all night at life's ball. The dirt and grime seemed only to strengthen him. Sin apparently graces spark. Light seems brighter in thick dark. Love stronger baptized in hate. Fate's attrition is ruthless fate. The harshest conditions that we face are victory's ladder, not disgrace. The cloud of hate evades bloody lives, connecting their spirits to solar power to manifest love to demonic cowards, no wobbly power supply of flesh, solar power from the sun from Nazareth, man standing because that option now stands, because to the cross was nailed the king's hands, and those who apply his blood's shower live predictably with solar power, standing up to the golden bull, an eternal light bill paid in full. Parents teach us so many things. Stories about life and how to defend our toys. Standing up for what is right and not being a pushover. Acting proudly when kids win fights at school, even if outwardly pretending to 
scold them. Guardians have failed with lessons of defending possessions. That lesson is as important as teaching a cow how to make a beef burger we own nothing but our free will. The supreme present from the only creator and even that is rented from our divine maker. Our breath, his. Heartbeat, borrowed. Knowledge, unknown. Consciousness, an eternal subscription purchased by his own blood. Not to mention clothes, bodies, bank accounts, families, all trivially covetously guarded by microscopic man. And one day, even Siamese twins will stand isolated in the dock before the father. With bated breath, we will listen as he strikes the gavel, counting for how best we use our free will. Every choice under scrutiny, his sons love the only currency valid by the judge. Some people have decided to defend themselves while others have gotten the best defense lawyer possible. All to defend how they have used their one possession, their free will. This judge has already biased the verdict in favor of those who use his defense attorney. Guilty by disassociation from his only begotten son. And here we are, busy, seeking houses, money, families, cars, none of which really matters before the Creator. The only matter of interest by the judge, did we use our free will to be transformed back into the image of love? With no guilty with explanation verdicts, no sob stories about how badly we were raised, no chance to nag about the poverty in the ghetto. No self-defense arguments about how hard it was growing up in a fourth world country. No objections based on being abused when you were a child. No fables of not knowing about him because you lived in a jungle outside civilization. The judge's response, if any, could include Romans 1. No excuses possible because his sons innocent blood was spilled and he rose again to ensure that free will would be used by his creation solely for his glory he blessed us by blaming his son for our story he loves everyone who will stand in the dark and with every tick of this global clock Someone abuses their free will with choices of hatred, ignoring the example that he set. The love secret on open display on the cross. Naked before us, beaten and bruised and honored to bleed out for us or free will. Fully paid for. So while everyone consumes themselves with trivial matters, Remember, the universe belongs to God and all of us are just squatters. Mm -hmm.
I raise my hands high in loud public prayer. Always go to church and I sing on the choir. But deep down inside, I feel like a liar. I wonder if I am a church-going backslider. I graduated Bible school with first-class honors. But it's only on Sunday that I say any prayers. I've really never taught anyone to be a disciple. And to be honest, apart from Sundays, I don't read my Bible. And in the few times I pray, I don't feel any passion. Am I in love with Christ? Or is he just my religion? But deep down inside, I feel like a liar. I wonder if I am a church-going backslider. But even if I am, my church doesn't even notice. And many times, I even get to preach from the pulpit. And I don't think my church ever cast out one demon. And although we speak in tongues, I've never seen any healing. And in Acts, it says that the church grew daily. But inside my church, we have one baptism yearly. So, maybe I don't need to feel like a liar because I go to a church of church-going backsliders. Join the Family Institute today and learn how to make better life choices by cultivating a godly mindset in our messianic mentorship programs. All programs are $120 per person monthly with personal sessions, $100 for individuals and $200 for family. We look forward to have you join the conversation at famtfamily.com. He protested with the officer, who didn't care that all lives matter, driving way beyond limits set for his own good, ignoring the law's authority because he didn't vote. Yet his democratic choice relentless to quote, throwing out the traffic ticket to also be charged with litter. His useless revolt against the state made his spirit bitter. Sure, you can reject the state, but only an outlaw that will make. The state of love beyond our reach if we do not surrender. Your right to life, a right to love. Fully purchased by God's blood. And every driver drives by rules, clearly designed to transform fools, a constitution of divine hope signed in Jesus' flesh. The choice is only obedience, your ticket paid on Calvary, 
so we drive flesh in reverence. His spirit directs our body. The thoughts we think and words we say. We owe the one whose life was slain, who freed our souls with his deep pain. His cross shelters man from rain, of wrath from drivers who don't care. That in this land we drive with care. And while you look at Christians like people who are heretic, you don't need to trust the law to get a traffic ticket. Second Kings 7 tells a very stark story about a dark time when Hebrews were cannibals, paying for bowing down to man-made idols, circled by those they defeated of old. Four lepers made one decision so bold, leaving certain death for an uncertain fate, not sure if they would be next on the plate. So they approached the Syrian camp, and as their palms got increasingly damp, their eyes were met with a pleasant surprise. Was it the smell of their rotting flesh, the missing fingers and uneven toes, or was it the sight of a hole for a nose? flowed from their bodies like sweat from a slave. In a chronic food crisis, if they weren't brave, then hunger would lead to a brutal grave. The author somehow captures the Syrian perspective. As the lepers marched, Syria heard legions of Egyptians and Hittites. The sound of eight feet times heaven's might stripped darkness of the will to fight. God attaches his weight to our leper faith. Syria felt Israel hired two mortal powers to rescue their souls from being devoured in certain starvation. Some wars without blows can be easily won by taking your first step. Heathen Syria almost starved God's children to death. In the presence of their enemies, the Syrians their table set, using David's prayer better than his descendants. The Hebrews were starving with a Walmart at hand. How much of our loved ones die from lack of love? When inside us lies a heavenly feast of pure manna above, spiritually starving with us as their neighbors, mimicking Egyptian and Hittite behaviors and not the agape of, of God. Each act of indifference does make a huge difference between rigor mortis or a stuffed soul. Let's remember the hungry mob trampled the doubtful prince. And one day our churches will be assaulted by lepers who refuse to die with God's Walmart at hand. 
suicide mission ensuring that it fails. The hole in your stomach is not meant for food. So the child that you ate will not satisfy. The misparenting and eternal fire that will consume you until you take the cross. Bob prophesied starvation with stuffed guts. Living in a world filled with ifs and buts. A hungry man's anger is a cry for love that we from the kingdom refuse to hear. So one day these lepers will march on our churches. Some may even follow us home, coming with their guns to try to rob us. Heckler and Koch, they are super poor because they do not submit to love. But deep down inside, these lepers need our touch. Before we were saved, we were Naaman. And the proof of believing in salvation is taking the manna to those outside the camp. There is no love shortage as God is omnipresent. With all mankind's present, Jesus God's son that ex-lepers get the privilege to eternally feast on. There's a pastor lurking in your church neck deep in everyone's business, in all conversations like Wrigley's, the spirit replaced by rumors leading assemblies. Hands off leaders making room for Pastor Grapevine, his telephone line continuously engaged. Brothers and sisters, the spirit enraged, preferring this method to communicate. Discipled to be politically correct reprobates even where someone's soul is doomed. Past the grapevine, in the center of the room, working overtime. This pastor morbidly obese, stuffed on a daily diet of rumors. Churches lay infested with tumors, opposing open communications, preferring tongues of dark demons, thinking hypocrisy is being kind. Churchians prefer their carnal mind, leaders blind and snoring at the wheel, past the grapevine promoted to bishop. Join the Family Institute today and learn how to make better life choices by cultivating a godly mindset in our Messianic Mentorship programs. All programs are $120 per person monthly, with personal sessions $100 for individuals and $200 for family. We look forward to have you join the conversation at famtfamily.com.